While Dan yawns, I'll go ahead and welcome you back to another episode of Life on the Vine. I'm Jackson Seibert, and I'm here with the esteemed Reverend Daniel Hutchinson. Good to be here, Jackson. Yeah. I'm uh, getting excited for Christmas. Yeah. It's hard to believe we're... A few days away. Yeah, a few days away. Yeah. Math is hard. When you're in the middle of a day, it's hard to, you know, like... Yeah. Do we have four days left, five days left, yeah. or three days left? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Do you but consider- we're close. Yeah, we're, we're, close. Close. we're close. We're super close to uh, to Christmas. We'll be even closer to Christmas by the time this comes out. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd, we'd planned to uh, um, record this episode and, and have it come out to you guys a little bit earlier, but, uh, you know, we're all navigating this world of COVID, right? It's true. Yeah. So, it's true. Um, we have to pick and choose the times that we want to be locked in a small room, breathing the same air for hours on end because we're just so long-winded. Yeah, so we're being smart. We're trying to be. So that's why you get this just right before Christmas. But yeah. we're going to be talking about Advent. Is that right? Yeah, Advent and Christmas. And Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Connected seasons. Yeah. Times in the church Ooh, that, that brings me a question of like, what's the difference between Advent and Christmas? Isn't Ooh. it just kind of like all homogenous like the same dealy whopper no jackson is not yeah no uh so advent um a couple things about advent advent is the beginning of the church calendar the liturgical year cool Uh, and the advent is from a latin word adventus Uh, adventus yes which uh talks about kind of means coming okay And so the idea of Advent is it's focused on the coming of Jesus Christ and obviously the specific date which we associate with Jesus coming is December 25th, even though that is not actually the date of his birth. Yeah, we celebrate his birth. We we celebrate, or kind of, we celebrate God coming to earth on Christmas, right? Yeah. Whether that be his birthday or maybe the time of the conception immaculate conception yeah well typically yeah no maybe well no i, I was just gonna say typically we associate it with i mean you, you got the pageant you got the right you know, right usually his it's the birth, birth. Yeah. right yeah when it's taken from pagan holiday of of uh yule yule yeah like the the winter solstice winter solstice yeah, yeah. exactly which is today right today is the winter solstice is the winter indeed solstice, yeah i believe at least that's what jim said and we've got Sunday. the uh, great convergence happening with yeah. like saturn and jupiter or jupiter. something like that yeah and we can see it it's pretty cool yeah campbell's been really into the solar system lately that's awesome yeah nice. like edmund's not she's like <laughs> real like nerd alert that's on talking about <laughs> so she she is indeed your daughter she is indeed my <laughs> daughter yes she's and i've learned That's something awesome. about my wife too she is like incredibly more knowledgeable about the solar system than i am really which i'm not like you know some schmuck who just yeah. you know doesn't know anything about planets yeah i know, I know a little bit you know but things. yeah jessica i guess was fascinated bugs. with with um the solar system growing That's up cool. and so she knows all these little doodads that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Man. 
Do you guys have like the the app where you can look at the sky or look at the you know and kind of see what stars or where? No, we don't encourage Campbell to be awake when we can do that kind of okay. stuff. <laughs> That's like, fair. Like that girl already like doesn't sleep enough as it is and it's not because we don't want her to sleep or we don't try to get her a lot of sleep she just doesn't sleep a whole lot and so she goes to bed really early yeah it's good good. for everyone's sanity so so maybe later in life when she's up a little bit later and we can do some of those stargazing things we will i guess you could probably do that during the day and it would still map out the constellations right i i think yeah I've seen different apps. I think there's some that just wherever you point at the sky, day or night, it like shows you yeah. the stars are there if you okay. can see them. But so speaking of stars, speaking what of about stars, this bright star that like yeah. converged over Bethlehem to lead the wise? Oh wait, now I'm getting ahead of us. You're right? getting ahead right? of us. We're into epiphany now. Even, yeah, now you're into epiphany yeah. and Advent. Advent. Backtrack yeah. a little bit. I mean, they weren't even in. You know, I love the manger scenes, right? Where you got the wise men and the shepherds and everyone together, but the kings come after the fact. Yeah, maybe I mean, even up to a, like two years after the yeah, fact. Yeah, he's right? in a house, right? They yeah. come to the house where he's at. And as we all know, he's not in a house when he's born because there's no room in the inn. Ooh, sounds born, like that's going to be important. Yeah, exactly. Um, So Advent. Yeah, what is it? We, so Advent, yes. Uh, God's coming to earth there's a famous three word response from julius caesar when he's asked about his excursions into gaul and he says vini vidi vici yeah i came i saw i conquered so vini that's the same root as ad advini right adventus so that same root of coming is the latin root of this word and so it's all focused on god's coming god's breaking into this world and into our world the infinite touching the finite the eternal touching a particular moment in mm-hmm. time and stepping into the timeline as it were the god who's outside of time so there's all these sort of uh, uh conundrums there's all these sort of mind-blowing uh realities that are being pointed to in Advent and in and in Christmas, um, that's a l- little bit of what's going on. But again, it's the beginning of the church calendar, and um, well, I think that, wherever you want. No, no, no. I th- I think that's good, and I I I love the season of Advent um, because it. I think it's really funny. We start our calendar, not the church calendar, but we're just talking about like our the normal the yeah, whatever, the yeah. calendar with a big celebration for the new year. Woohoo. Yeah. Right? And that's not how the church starts its calendar, right? The church starts its calendar with like waiting. Yeah. Like sitting in right. this time of like right. hey, something cool and a celebration is going to happen soon. Yeah. But we kind of sit in this like it doesn't it doesn't kick off with a bang it yeah. kicks off with a kind of a it's kind of anticlimactic mm-hmm. in a lot of ways but i think that that causes us to turn inward and right. kind of look at what does this celebration that's coming up 
that we're going to where we're going to celebrate God coming here on earth in the person of this baby Jesus Christ. Um, what what does that mean? Right. And why why is that important and to right. be celebrated? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that I mean, and, and that's such a good point that it begins. I, I think this is. I'm gonna draw on the parallel that you between the the two New Years because I think that's okay. so. You know, what's the number one thing that everyone does on January first? Makes out at midnight. <laughs> we had very different. <laughs> <laughs> We had very different yeah. New Year's experiences. Black eyed peas, yeah, banging pots and pans, Woo! yeah, and firecrackers, then, yeah, and then shotguns out in the yard. Boom, Yee. exactly. And then New Year's resolutions. Yes. That's oh, what that's gonna... what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah, New Year's resolutions. Sorry. No, I, I think uh, probably yours are more accurate. But part of the the New Year's is also after the celebration is these New Year's resolutions. What am I going to do? What am I going to? Um, how am I going to? fix myself how am i going to make myself better you know i'm going to read all these books or i'm going to start working out or i'm going to take control of my finances or i'm going to finally talk to that girl that i've never talked to or yeah so next year at, at midnight <laughs> next year exactly I can make out with her make out with her Woo! <laughs> exactly so i okay, know yes. i'm distracting <laughs> Yeah, so that's 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 that New Year, and then as you said, the the Christian New Year begins with this time of like nothing's really happening, right? right? We end the year with Christ the King, woohoo! Which is yeah, which is like yeah, great the celebration, celebration and woohoo! Christ is on the throne and Christ reigns and rules, and then we start the year again, and it's just this kind of quiet time of waiting and can almost feel passive in a sense, yeah, um, and you know we're we're singing come 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 oh come emmanuel you know come the long expected jesus but i think that one of the beautiful reminders uh and and i i love the church calendar um just you know not everyone likes the church calendar not everyone thinks that you know we should celebrate the different seasons and we don't need to get into all of that but i love the church calendar and one of the reasons that i think it's helpful and one of the reasons that I love Advent is I think there's a subtle reminder or not so subtle reminder at the very beginning of the Christian year that we cannot New Year's resolution ourselves into salvation mm-hmm. or we cannot New Year's resolution ourselves into what it is that we need for ourselves and for our world. There's this recognition at the beginning of each new year that each new year and our lives subsequently are entirely dependent, that we're dependent upon God's action. We're dependent upon God moving and doing something for us and for the world. And so the first thing that we do is we pray. The first thing that we do is we wait. The first thing that we do is we say, come. The first thing that we do is acknowledge our utter dependence and need. And that's the first four weeks of the year is acknowledging that on our own we we can't do what needs to be done right i think that and i think that's like i don't know if we think of advent that way necessarily all the time but but i think that that's an important like theological truth that we're reminded of and then jesus god responds right the response of god that we remember is the incarnation is is the the baby born 
to Mary in a manger, stepping in, God with us, and then we walk through the life and the death, the resurrection. Yeah. We walk through the period of ordinary time, you know, where we're just living There were air quotes around ordinary, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not ordinary, but it's the... It's called ordinary time. Yeah. Um, And then we get to Christ the King, and then we begin again, right? Because we're in this cycle which parallels the history, in some sense, of our world and Mm -hmm. of our lives and of the church, but we remember these like key points as we go through the year. And of our spiritual growth. And of our spiritual growth. I think that it's like really important that um, when I was doing the Ignatian exercises, um, uh, my spiritual advisor, Kathleen Muller, she, she likened a lot of these exercises in kind of the repetition Mm. of praying certain prayers, but I've, I've taken this throughout my entire life of spiritual growth because I'm always coming back around to the same, um, the same bits of truth of who Jesus is and who I am not. And I am not God and I need God and I need God through the person and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Right. So as I grow in that, it, it seems circular, which can be boring, right? Because it's like, oh, another lap around the sun. Right. Yeah, we're just doing this again, which it's not really a circle. It's more like a spiral. Mm-hmm. It's like a corkscrew. Yeah. yeah. And we're going around the same truth and we're coming around the same um, aspect, the same thing that we need to wrap our mind around and wrap right. our heart around and wrap our spirit around. Right. We're, and we're going deeper. Right. And we're making yeah. another lap, but we're going deeper. And we're making yeah. another lap, but we're going deeper. And so that's what I love about Advent, too. Mm-hmm. It's a time that's dedicated for us to sit and wait upon God. Yeah. And Lent, you know, we'll get to Lent at some point and we'll talk more about it. But Lent also kind of has that same feel. Um, yeah. That, yeah. But in a little different way. Yeah. And I think it does a good job, too. I think Advent does a really good job of, of, maybe helping us put ourselves into this perspective as well uh, of the particular history, mm. time in history in which Jesus came and yeah. from uh, like the perspective of a, a, a Jew at that right. point. Yeah. Um, God's been silent for like, what is it? 400 years, 700 yeah. years, 400, yeah, 400, years. 400 years. Yeah. yeah. So God has been silent for 400 years and I'm air quoting silent yeah. too. There's um, not been the, continuing prophetic witness there's not been right yeah uh, so you for a long time you had these string of prophets and and we see that in scripture and all that stuff and it, yeah. stuff is happening during that 400 year period but there hasn't been a prophet of god mm-hmm. during that time right and so you have these jews who are being occupied by the romans and yeah. Um, you've got a specific king and King Herod becoming king over the particular region and where, you know, Jerusalem and Israel is, right? Yeah. And there's all these things that are kind of being set up in the background Mm -hmm. for the particular context in which God is going to insert himself in the timeline, as you said. Right. And he could have come at any point in time, right? Yeah. You know, but... He chose that point in time in particular after a long silence. Yeah. And I think that Advent helps us. We always say prepare our hearts, prepare yeah. our hearts. We're preparing our hearts for the coming of Christ. And, I, and 
if you haven't done the Ignatian exercises, it's something that we do here at First mm-hmm. Pres. It's not, it, it is a Jesuit practice, okay? It's not a right. Protestant practice, but it's one that we've adopted and it's phenomenal. It's, it's great. Don't do it on your own. You need spiritual direction because it is, yeah. you know, you just, it's good to have some of these experiences that you will have bounced off of somebody and some guide guidance along the way. But yeah. one of the things that they go over in Ignatian spiritual exercise, it's not a foreign concept uh, to us in our own spiritual lives that we've had, but it's this time of consolation and desolation mm-hmm. that we have times where we feel close to God, consolation, and we have times where we feel far away from God or we feel that God is not kind of like right there with us. And Ignatian, well, I'm not going to get into it necessarily, but Ignatian gives lots of reasons for times of consolation and lots of reasons for times of desolation, right? Yeah. Um, and the fact of the matter is God is neither more near to us or further mm-hmm. away from us in either consolation or desolation. Mm-hmm. God is the same. He is the yeah. same always, right? And he is he's closer than we yeah. even think that he is yeah. even during times of consolation. But times of desolation can be used for particular reasons. And one of the reasons that he gives is that God can use a time of desolation where he doesn't feel near to us so that when he moves, that it's beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like he likens it to if you've been out in the desert on a really hot day and you haven't had anything to drink and you all you want is water right yeah. you just want that water and it's like you don't want a soda you don't want to you know a bubbly or yeah. <laughs> a topo chico yeah or anything like that you want water and at that moment water cold water tastes so good mm. and you know that that's what you need and it's refreshing yeah. and it renews your spirit and it invigorates mm-hmm. you and it's just like ah that's what we do after we have that nice sip of cold water right yeah and that's kind of what we have in Advent is this anticipation, this waiting for God to enter our world mm. so that when he does, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's going to move, yeah. that, that it, this is him. This isn't some other force. Yeah. This isn't coincidence. Yeah. This isn't whatever. It's, it's God moving. And yeah. man, is that refreshing. Yeah. I think that's, you know, it makes me wonder, I, so I, I did youth ministry in Seattle for a bit, and I remember one of my coworkers throwing out, and he was kind of joking, but throwing out the idea that uh, we should not teach about Jesus until kids get to like high school, that we should just teach the Old Testament and basically kind of leave them hungering and thirsting, right? Leave them in that dry place and being like, where's the water? And then we you know, high school or wherever, come in with like, bam, here it is, it's Jesus. And be like, oh, thank goodness, here's the water. Because I, and and obviously there's some jokingness about that, but I, I think that, I think that we can forget that we're thirsty. Mm. I think that we can forget the refreshing necessity of Jesus, to kind of use your water analogy, that we can become so used to having Jesus or yeah. even having some of the sort of realities that were given through a relationship with Jesus, or we sometimes mistake 
other things for Jesus, but we kind of get used to like, I don't really have any need. I don't have any, I'm not that thirsty. My life is not super deserty right now. And, and I think sometimes we can, we can lose sight of, of what a gift Jesus is. And I, and I think that that's part of Advent is taking us in some sense, like back through the desert yeah. and back through this, this time of expectation. I think you're right. Pointing us back to like, remember what the context was. Remember that the people of Israel, and that's why, one of the reasons I love O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, you know, and ransom captive Israel. That's not just, I mean, that is sort of metaphorically speaking of us as Israel, but it's also a, this was the long awaited Messiah of the literal people of Israel who had been waiting for hundreds of years through exile and through what they sensed as like abandonment by God or, you know, maybe for whatever reason. And, and they're longing for the Messiah to come. They're thirsting for the Messiah to come. Um, and then this amazing reality that the Messiah does actually come, that God does finally speak and move. Um, and, and somehow as we walk through Advent to, to step back into that place of longing and desire and yearning, right? That we, um, and, and I think for us as Christians, we step back into that space, but our yearning is also forward-looking. So mm-hmm. there's this this kind of past, present, and future reality to Advent. Um, and so our yearning is sort of, you know, Paul talks about how creation's groaning and eager expectation for the revealing of the sons of God and how the there's you know, it's yearning and, and groaning sort of under sin and, and it's still in bondage to decay. And so part of our yearning and sort of part of our hungering and thirsting is this like, even so quickly come Lord Jesus, you know, even so establish your kingdom. Um, it's not where we believe the Messiah has come, but there's a partial fulfillment of what the Messiah is actually going to do. And the final fulfillment, the final establishment of the kingdom, right? This is all life on the vine. It's all about the kingdom. Um, the kingdom of God is at hand, but it's not here in its fullness. But that's what we long for. That's what we yearn for. That's what we pray for, right? That's, mm-hmm. I mean, and and I think that's even in a year like this, a year like 2020, it can make us bitter. It can make us cynical. It can make us feel like, man, we've, you know, no one's ever had it as bad as we have. It can make us feel kind of self-focused or bad-focused about ourselves or, you know, whatever. That's bad-focused. It can make us feel sort of like, man, we we have it so tough. But I, but I think as Christians, what it ought to do is to make us yearn even more deeply, yeah. right? To, to long even more fervently for the fulfillment of all of God's promises, and to see with even more clarity that this is not the world the way God intended it, and to pray in this Advent season, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom us, right? So it's, it's and that's the forward-looking, right? That, that right. Christ has come, and Christ is coming again. Um, so I, I love that you brought this particular year into yeah. Advent. And hopefully you know, we release this episode in Yeah, in this particular year. Um, but... There was someone who posted back in like October or something like that on Facebook that someone I follow. And I thought it was hilarious because they were like, this is just your reminder 
of all the 2020 being the year of the of vision and the start of a new decade and like wonderful <laughs> all those new year's posts that yeah. you that you <laughs> did um are all just gone in the trash can yeah you know this is a joke of a year kind of yeah thing. but i think that if there's ever been a year that's been able to present us with more clarity that we can't new year's resolution ourselves hmm. into salvation or into what we actually need it's been this year you know yeah it, in a lot of ways i do think 2020 has been a year of clarity hmm. and shown us what needs to be stripped away what we can survive with what we can't survive mm-hmm. without and kind of boiled down kind of a lot of different things yeah um and I think that that's kind of what we get in Advent. I think that 2020, honestly, has kind of been an entire year of Advent, if we've <laughs> let it be a year yeah, of Advent. Yeah. You know, it could be one of struggle and strife and woe if we let it. Or it mm-hmm. can be one of of being in the desert and waiting in great anticipation for God to move and yeah. seeing the need for Emmanuel, for God to be with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I like, I like, I don't know why I threw that one in there, but I did, mm-hmm. but I like the idea too, that you've given us that it's remembering the past. It's speaking to our present and it's us longing for the future. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we've kind of talked about the past. We've talked about the future. What about the present? What yeah. kind of like application does Advent have for us in our own hearts right, right. now? Yeah. What does that look well, like? Two things. That was, I mean, one is, I'll go back to what I said earlier. I, I think that the reminder at the beginning of the church calendar that God must act. And I think that that's personally, I will say that's always applicable because yeah. I'm a, I want to kind of take the reins and I want to make my schedule and make my calendar. And I kind of want to figure out you know, what do I need to do. How can I make these things happen? I want to take control of the situation oftentimes. And so I think that there's, um, you know, e- even the reminder that prayer should not be an afterthought it is is like a practical reminder of Advent that in a given situation, right? Um, whether it's work related, and obviously this is a tough financial time for a lot of people, and people are out of work. There's furloughs. There's lots of different things going on, relational issues, challenges. Um, you know, whatever the situation is that presents itself, prayer, asking God to act and to move and to be present should not be sort of the final resort of, I've tried everything, nothing's working, what should I do now? Well, you could pray. Oh, I'll try that. You know, like, I think Advent's a good reminder that that's the first line of defense. Yeah. Right? Just inviting God to be present in our situation. Yeah. And then it gets personal, right? When we're trying to deal with our own brokenness, when we're trying to get our own stuff together, when we're trying to deal with our own sin and um, whatever that might be that that the prayer of Advent, come Lord Jesus, come right now into my life, um, into my heart, and um, and go to work um, in, in my life. I think that's a sort of a, a practical, tangible thing that we can do during Advent. Yeah, I think to something that you said at the very beginning of the podcast when you kind of alluded to the part of the um, 
birth story of Christ where they are going to Bethlehem for the census and they're trying to find a place to stay and there's yeah. no room in the inn, right. right? Yeah. And so God is relegated to the manger, Yeah. you know, um, which is, I think, just so applicable for me and something mm-hmm. that always comes around this time of year for me is just, am I relegating God to the mm. manger of my heart? Yeah. Or oh, have so I good. like prepared room for him have yeah the inn is full but who am i kicking out to make room for god you know because god should not be relegated to the manger of my own life right and so i think sorry go ahead no 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 no, i think that there's when we when we talk about waiting and we're waiting for god and we're waiting for the coming of god like when your in-laws are coming you don't just like sit in the mess of your house that it normally is. If you're like my family, (laughs) you know, we celebrated Christmas early with my in-laws in particular, um, just because this is a weird year. Usually we do that Christmas Eve, but we wanted to spread that out a little bit. Um, And we had an entire day of cleaning and like preparing. And we have a three-year-old and a nine-month-old. And so it's like, Campbell, you cannot play with any of your toys for one whole day, you know, because yeah. she gets them everywhere. Yeah. So it's kind of this like ordering, um, reordering, reshuffling, making sure that we've prepared right. um, room for Christ to come and act in our life. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, I think that's so important. And it kind of gets back to the wonky wheel that we were talking about. The wonky um, wheel. But the idea of of Christ at the center, right? Christ as as the hub, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of, you know, is is Christ being relegated to a the far end of a spoke in our wheel, right? To the manger, to an out of the way corner where we can kind of ignore him and pretend he's not actually there, or is Christ? Are we inviting Christ to like march into our Jerusalem, which is you know Jerusalem's situated at the very center of Israel. It's the heart and soul of Israel. So are we inviting Christ to come into the, our heart and our soul, the center of our being, to take up residence and to be Lord and to be king? Um, are we are we making room? I think that's really, really good. And I also, I think there is something about, this could take us in, off into realms of like providence and predestination and sovereignty. Good, good. I'm not going to take us there. I'm just going to let us live in the tension for a little bit of God who comes as a baby and who is there to be like picked up and, and like welcomed into our lives. Right. Like Hmm. as, as Jesus comes at Christmas, he's there to whoever wants to welcome him, pick him up whoever wants to pick him up, right? Uh, the angels come to the shepherds, Gloria, good news, great joy. And then I love the response of the shepherds. Let's go. Let's go. Let's see this thing that the angel has spoken about. And they went and then they find Mary and Joseph and the baby, all three of them lying in the manger. Um, not all three of them, but Jesus. It depends well, you on your know, new parents are pretty exhausted, so <laughs> they were probably true. laying down. It depends on how big the manger was. I mean, yeah. this was a pretty big trough, you know. Uh, now, I just love sometimes when you read that or when someone reads it, the way that they read it, if you're not like careful about your phrasing, can sound like all three of them were in the manger together. <laughs> um, 
but they go right they 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 pursue this thing so alongside the have we made room i think is also what's our pursuit mm. you know what what is our um are we seeking after this baby this king are we um following hard after jesus i mean the, the question of uh, uh ash wednesday of or not the, the the question but the statement of stay close to the master you know from dust you have come to dust you will return stay close to the master is a similar question of advent have you gotten close to the master mm. you know stay close to master in advent but in in or in lent but in advent like are you are you close to them? Where where are you? Where is the master? You know, like yeah. Um, and so I think it's it's all sort of related, and the church calendar in different ways invites us to consider our proximity to Jesus. Yeah. Um, and and that's one of those sort of mysterious things where God is always near to us, but we can also be far from Him, in a sense. You yes. Know? And it's like God knows all things, but there's also a sense in which He can come to know us. You know, or he can say, I never knew you. Like, how can the God who knows all things say, I never knew you? Um, Isn't that just a polite way to say, you never knew me? <laughs> I mean, maybe. And it's yeah, kind right? of putting the onus back on God and not on yeah. you. I think that's God, like, yeah. actually kind of being nice. But also, the, I don't know, man. I think it's way worse to not, not be known by God. I mean, you know? Yeah. It's kind of slap in the face. I mean, like, I feel like if your wife was like, you don't really know me versus like, I don't know you anymore. I feel I like mean, that would both hurt. Both of those suck. Both of those would suck. Yeah. Purely hypothetical. Yes. Those would never happen. Um, both would suck. Anyways. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's the mystery of God's eternal power and properties, but also the way in which God chooses to interact with us. Yeah. So... God can know all things and yet also be known and know us in a unique way. God can be present to us, but also be present to us in a unique way, or we can be distant from him. Yeah. And some of that's about us, but anyways, I think all of that's part of Advent. So we've talked about Advent a lot and kind of what it means and defined the terms and, you know, kind of brought in this term of Emmanuel, God is with us. Yeah. Um, and what kind of what it means for God to be with us. And like, I don't know that we really tapped on how like mind blowing yeah. that is, but that's like yeah. crazy mind blowing right. that yes, we have the Holy spirit. Now we look at it in the context of the Holy spirit, a lot of times of God being with us and in our hearts, but that's like crazy that, I mean, not like it. I mean, it's wild and awesome Yeah, that, God is with us. But even the step before that is God stepped into our world in flesh and bone. He humbled himself in the form of a person. Yeah. In the form of a baby, helpless. Right. Yeah. And that's wild. So yeah. we talked about that. Emmanuel, God with us. Um, yeah. You sorry, want to add well, something? Just, just brief. I mean, I think we had, I had a conversation with some folks on Thursday evening. We had a Zoom theology on tap about the incarnation nice um and it was just i i think that's that's another thing and, and again maybe why one of the reasons why advent and christmas is so you know it comes around every year right as if we needed the reminder on a yearly basis that like this is a big deal um but the incarnation 
and which I, I think encompasses, um, and even the idea of Emmanuel, God with us, is there, there's there's so much to that when we dig into it, right? So it's God steps in, God is born of a virgin in a little you know town in Bethlehem. Um, that's part of Emmanuel, God with us. So actually, God, you know, Eugene Peterson's paraphrase that he moves into the neighborhood, right? That's part of it. But then also God with us, Jesus grows up and he has a childhood and he has parents and they, his dad dies at some point and he has brothers and sisters and he has friends and he experiences betrayal and he has, you know, he, he lives a life and he has a trade, we assume, for the first 30 years of his life before he begins his ministry. And he's um, so he is with us in those instances too, right? And, and the author of Hebrews says that we have a great high priest who is like us, who has been te- tempted in every way as we are, and yet is without sin. So Christ is with us in in terms of has experienced what we experience, has gone through what we go through, has felt the things that we feel, has been tempted as we are tempted. Uh, he comes out the other side looking a lot better than we do, but he, but he's walked through that, right? So that's mm-hmm. an element of God with us. Um, he goes to the cross, and he is, you know, with us in our sin, and and even in the judgment of 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 God on sin and on you know all of the things that war against God's holiness. Like he's with us in that, and then he continues to be with us as he rises from the dead and we are raised with him and he ascends to the right hand of the father and intercedes for us and through the power of the holy spirit we're united with him and like ushered up into the very presence of almighty god through the the way that he makes through the veil so like in that he is god with us and we are able to be with him so like the like emmanuel is this kind of tremendously huge theological statement that takes us from the birth to his life, his death, his ascension, and the continuation of his God, of Christ's sort of ministry mediation before the father. Um, and I, I think, I don't know. So this is, I think it's, this is big, you know? Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And it's something that we do need to be reminded about yeah. continually. I think that's honestly like all of of life on the vine is like I don't I don't need new stuff. I can't even remember right. the stuff that I once knew, you yeah. know? Like yeah. I what I need is the truth of of who Christ is mm. and the truth of who I am repeated to me over and right. over and over again. Maybe at a deeper yeah. level, like I said. Yeah. But that's all I need. I don't need extra stuff. Right. I don't need new theology. Yeah. Like I need what's already there just on repeat right. to be ingrained into my heart. And I think yeah. that that's so much of what Advent is too. Yeah. And I, and I loved how you said, you know, just kind of as we recap that it speaks to the past, mm-hmm. maybe even like the very distant past of Israel and kind of God's uh, consistency and how he's worked through the entirety of humanity, but even just our past, right? And he talks to our present, yeah. it speaks to our present, and then it also speaks to the future and what is to come and right. waiting on Christ with anticipation. Right. So we're right. not just kind of in this time of waiting where we're wasting time just doing whatever. Oh, 
it'll all fix itself when Jesus comes. Right, right. You know, the yeah. world will be set right when Jesus comes. It doesn't matter how we and treat it right now. It's all burn in the meantime. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, it it's not this kind of flippant attitude of, like, Jesus right. will right. just set things right. But, yeah. no, we're, we are anticipating and waiting with anticipation uh, for Jesus to come. And we're preparing. We're, we're um, preparing him room. We're preparing our hearts. We're preparing um, for the kingdom to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, yeah, I think that's a pretty good job covering a really big topic of Advent, especially so close to Christmas. So close to Christmas. Yes. Yeah. So, Jackson, maybe as we close, yeah, um, I think that well, think about this year in particular. In some mm-hmm. ways, this has been a year where things have been stripped away. We talked about that earlier, but I think in some ways also, and maybe for some, and we I don't know exactly who's listening, but maybe for some parents, it's, uh, and for some students, whoever might be listening, this might not necessarily feel like a year where things have been stripped away because. Maybe you ended up homeschooling this semester when you didn't plan on homeschooling, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so maybe things got taken out of your life, but then a lot of things got also like put on your plate that you weren't necessarily expecting, or yeah. maybe you had a second child this year or a first child yeah. this year, and suddenly you had a whole new responsibility. Yeah. And so I guess what, if, if Advent, we, we've talked about preparing our hearts and preparing room and, you know, pursuing Jesus and, and the you know the wonky wheel and keeping jesus at the center but but i i, I think and I, and I hear from people sort of a like i don't even know where to begin i i don't have time for it um i don't know when to make time mm-hmm. i'm really tired yeah um me too you know so what what might you say by way of encouragement to someone who's like i want to live into advent but i don't even know where to begin and it feels like super daunting to, I don't know what to take out of my life to make him room. Like what, what, where, where, what would you say for someone like, where, where do we start? What, what do you, what would, what do you think? Man, what a good challenging question. I think honestly, I, because not, it's not challenging because the answer is challenging. It's challenging mm. because I've, I've been there, you know, mm, like yeah. it, it's a very relatable yeah. um, kind of scenario because yeah, you get tired. Yeah, yeah. You get extra things put on your plate, but just that's, I mean, think of, I, I immediately, I think of, I think of the innkeeper, mm. you know, and he didn't know he was turning away God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, you know, Oh, he's got a whole bunch of people that are coming in Bethlehem now for the census. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that's just more stuff um, to um, more things to prioritize. Right. Um, And I think I think it comes back to relegating Jesus to the manger of our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. And if he's important. Yeah. Then then we will make room for him. And I don't know that that means that I've got to sit down and I've got to pray for an hour every day to prepare my heart. But I think that your point of God being with us is more than just God coming down in the form of a baby, but he's with us in this stuff. It's kind of like why we're talking about life on the vine. He's 
with us in the day to day. Yeah. If we only just see and yeah. and recognize him as there with us in the day to day. Now all of a sudden when I'm homeschooling my kids, you know, or I'm adding a second child to my life or yeah. a first child to my yeah. life or I'm waking up in the middle of the night because someone has to go pee, yeah. not me, but a child or yeah. if I'm, you know, trying to job hunt and there's nothing out there or if I'm a gig worker and I'm not exactly sure where all this uh, where how ends are going to meet all this stuff like God meets us in that space as yeah. well and he's yeah. with us walking with us step and step in that space as well yeah. and um, so that to me too is is where to start is yeah. in your day-to-day in those places yeah. where it seems too hectic I've got this going on and this going on and this going on just shove a little piece of that to mm-hmm. the side and make room for Jesus in that thing. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, yeah. I don't really know how to convey it until you like just try it until yeah. you do it. I, you just acknowledge God in that moment. Take, yeah. you know, God, you are with me yeah. here. Yeah. Come Lord Jesus and help me because yeah. I don't have time. Yeah. You know, help yeah. me make time because I think it even, I think that that's a huge recognition of sin in our life mm-hmm. and our ability and what you talked about. Our, maybe it's not our ability. It's our inability to resolution ourselves into salvation and order our lives. Like yeah. we are completely dependent on Jesus for that too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that's, it, it's kind of a weird scenario to think about because it's like, oh, I don't have time for Jesus and I don't even know where to start. You're dependent on Jesus for where to start, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, in recognizing that you don't know where to start is a great first step because yeah. you're right, you don't. Yeah. Well, and I think there's that, nothing right? like, that you bring to this table, right? And that's why the prayer of Advent is just yes. oh, come, right? Just come, come, come. Yeah. And and I think along with that, I, I think that a lot of this, in my mind, is is a step of faith. Yeah. And and it's like Sabbath. I, I think it's it's very similar in terms of trusting the principles that God has given to us and, and trusting um, Martin Luther famously said, like I begin every day with an hour of prayer. And then on the days when I'm really, really busy, I begin with two, um, which is you know counterintuitive, but it's like, I yeah. need more prayer on the days that I'm extra busy. Yeah. Um, but, but I think be, behind that is this, is this sense of, of faith that if I give time to, and it doesn't have to be necessarily two hours, but like um, even just the prayer, come Lord Jesus or the prayer, you know, this day is yours or meet me here. Um, help me to be attentive, whatever it is. Like that's a step of faith. Um, and I, I think, and this is, you know, I'll speak personally in, in my life. Like I get, if I'm, when I'm tired, when I'm run down and I feel like I don't have time, I like to sort of decompress. Um, and, and Netflix is like one of the things that probably is a tool of the devil. No argument. I love it. You know, but like yeah. if I'm like really tired if at the end of the day, I'd be like, man, I just want to watch an episode of something. I just want to like watch a show. I want to turn my mind off, mm-hmm. you know, but one of the things that Hannah and I have sort of learned and talked about is like, that doesn't help us in our marriage. Right. Like we both might be going to the end of a day and Edmund's down and we finally sat down to dinner and we're like, we just want to veg. But, 
that's actually not adding anything positive. And so it's like a step of faith to be like, hey, let's sit down and let's have a conversation. Yeah. Or like, let's sit down and pray together. You know, or like it, and, and I think that sometimes we have to just step out in faith and say like, okay, I know prayer is good for me. Like exercise. Like I know this is good for me. I know that talking to God is good for me. If you're married, like for us, right? Do it together. And we know that we would rather do something else that seems more relaxing, but we're going to step out in faith and do this thing and make room. And as of act of faith and trust, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that that's beautiful. And Jessica and I have experienced the same thing because that's what we want to do at the end of the day when we're exhausted is we want to detach. Yeah. You know, it's not even a decompression. It's a complete detachment with reality. And, um, and I think that that's the case that it can seem with God too is like, Mm -hmm. well, I've got to do all these other things in the day. And, then by the time I have time for God, it's like, I just want to, I just don't want to do anything anymore. And that's another act of doing something when I can completely detach. And I don't know. I think of, I think of the shepherds too. Mm. How many excuses did they have to not go seek out Jesus? Mm. I mean, they were, they were not doing their jobs. Yeah. I mean, they completely abandoned post, did not do their jobs to go find this baby uh, because of, you know, this really cool miraculous thing that happened to them. Right. But I think in a lot of ways, is that not an illustration Mm. of the life of faith Mm. and like, yeah, maybe you need to abandon some of those posts. And I think the, the first step into, if we're going to try to reorder our lives or we're going to try to invite God into our life is saying, what does need to, you know, get out of here. Yeah. What what do I need to put the eject push the eject button yeah. on? Yeah. You know, what is extra? And I know that sometimes that can feel really overwhelming and seem like not doable. But that only speaks more volumes to what we're putting our security in yeah. and, and not being in Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that's helpful at all. Yeah. But I, I I think of the innkeeper, I think of the shepherds, I think yeah. of these kind of characters that are in this narrative that yeah. we can relate to. And like, what is it that they, that they push aside to yeah. make room for Jesus? Yeah. And knowing that like, we're not actually going to be able to make those decisions and those yeah. good decisions on our own either, but inviting Jesus into that decision right. as well. Right. So and, and, and it changes and things. Yeah. And that's the invitation of Advent, right? It's yeah. like, Inviting Christ in, whatever that looks like, however that looks like. I don't know. Yeah. We know we don't know where you are in the journey, what space you've made, what space you need to make. But I think, yeah, the, the innkeeper, the shepherds, those are great examples. And and like and we're in this together too. I mean, I think yeah. this is, that's the importance of. Hopefully, you have a, you know, some sort of community. I know it's harder right now, but, um, you know, some sort of group or you know, people that you can you know, toss the stuff around with like, Hey, I'm struggling to make room, you know? Um, will you pray for me? Right. I mean, that's a great place to start too. And, um, so, well, and I know that sometimes when we give these practical applications, it can seem kind of like, Oh, well that's easy for, for you and Hutch because you guys work at a church and look, our lives are very similar 
yes, we do work at a church, but we still like get wrapped up in work and yeah. we still have things that we uh, have responsibilities that we have with our families. And, you yeah. know, we've got the kind of weird inner workings of family relations when you bring in in-laws and yeah. you bring in all, all these different things yeah. that happen in life. And like, I'm not, I, I just want you guys to know that like, we get it. It's hard. It's yeah. not easy, but it's important and it's worth it. And well, anyway. hopefully you've uh, been encouraged, maybe challenged, maybe learned something, maybe found something to ponder yeah. during our Do podcast. Do some spiritual squats. Yeah. Work those buns. <laughs> spiritual buns. Spiritual buns. Spiritual quads. Glutes. Glutes. Yeah. 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 Even abs. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Uh-oh. I think we're okay. Are we okay? I think we're okay. We, we just had, had a had power some, surge yeah. in the, in the Hamzee Howard studio. Yeah. Oh, most famous person that we, we know. I saw her today. It yeah, was a pleasure. Me too. It was good. <laughs> you, good. I'm glad you saw her today. <laughs> well, I think that's all from us for now, but... Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank Merry you. Advent. Yeah, Merry Advent. What's left of it? Uh, we will talk at you in the new year. Yeah, we will. So That's crazy to think. Isn't it? 2021. The year of vision. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm not really expecting big changes in 2021. Nah. Perfectly honest. Maybe 2022. Although you will see big changes in Edmund's development. That's well, and it's yes. like super cool. That's true. You, that's you true. got some really exciting stuff coming your way from from that little guy. He's like starting to look like a little kid. Yeah. Like when he's wearing when he's wearing actual pants. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> <laughs> versus just like a, a onesie. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he put yeah. like he had jeans on today. Yeah. And I was like, oh man. Yeah, he's a little man. He's like a little man. Well, thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's been a good year for for the life on the vine. Yeah. Yeah, it's been the only year for the life on the vine. (laughs) It's been our best year yet. Yeah, that's right. Ratings are through the roof compared (laughs) to last year. They are infinitely superior to last year. So thanks to all you listeners for a a great year. Um, And we look forward to 2021. Yeah, we got some good stuff coming up. Yeah. Stay tuned. Okay. Thanks again, Eric, for the music. Eric Baird. And uh, hear more from him. Come to worship. Yeah, he's good. (laughs) So, peace out. Girl Scout. Yeah. But, yeah, it's Christmas ish time and this is almost a worse ending than the last one we did (laughs) well I guess this one will come out before the last one no I we we talked about all all the notes that I've got in here except Hanukkah we're not talking about it.